Hey guys, so before we go into the episode, we gotta give you a quick disclaimer. This episode contains a lot of sexually explicit content, and I know this is out of the norm, but this guest is someone we are so excited to have on. So if you're sensitive to any of these topics, I don't recommend you watch this one, but it's a great insight into a lot of the details that people are just curious about. And our guest comes from a very interesting background with lots of crazy stories to tell. Mom, Dad, Gigi, I know you guys watch every episode. This is one I would prefer you guys do not watch. With that said, on to the show. No kids. Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. I'm Stella Berry, and I already know how much they made off AdSense, so I can't say. All right, it's $126,000. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank We're trying something new here, and you are, uh, to my understanding, one of the top creators of on OnlyFans. I'm top 0.01%. How do you know you're the top 0.01%? They 0. tell you. It's right there on the statement. Really? Yeah. And that's the highest it goes. So there are girls that make much more than me too. Uh, but we're all just lumped in that category. How much does it take to get in like the top 1% versus like the top 0.1%? I think I made top 1% really fast. Um, probably once I was making, probably when I had around 6,000 subscribers and maybe made 40,000 a month. What? Gosh, mm -hmm. that's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of girls like on there are making good, good money, and but that's not 40, that hard 000? to get on OnlyFans. It's not that hard to do. Then why is it everyone doing that? If it's not that hard, then I think the why... social aspect, okay. like the reputation, really, sure. for sure. So, I mean, it's bold. Okay, move. But what does it take then to get to the top point one percent? I'm curious of just like if you could give us some broad numbers here. We're gonna we're gonna hook the viewers early on. So, I mean, it takes, a lot of people can make it maybe one month, but to do it for now almost two years and be in that is um, like fan loyalty and actually having a personality and a product that people um, buy every month. Mm -hmm. But then earning wise, uh, I don't know when, I probably hit top 0.01% when I got to 20,000 or 15, maybe 15,000 subscribers, monthly subscribers that we're paying. And then the money aspect goes up and down like crazy. But probably once I made over a hundred thousand a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred thousand dollars a month. Okay. And most of your, cause they have like pay-per-view content and then mm -hmm. also subscription content. Yeah. There's, so you pay <clears throat> like for mine, you pay $7 a month to subscribe and you can access the main feed, mm -hmm. which is like every, I post every single day and I make that content that day. So I just post my life sexually um, every single day, like whatever I'm doing. And then I sell long form. Every girl does it differently, but mm -hmm. it, it's still then you are have the messages where you can sell long form content in there for pay-per-view prices. So I sell everything from three to $10 in the messages. What depending you, on the type of video. So what does $10, <laughs> what does $10 get you? But like, what is someone paying $10? For $10, well, I'll give you my menu. So yeah. I have three, so I, I have four menus. So I have a $3 menu that's all my solo videos. Then I have a $5 menu that is all of my and videos. Okay. <laughs> and then I have a $7 menu that is my um, boy girl videos. And okay. then I have a $10 menu that is like group things. Got it. And girl girl videos. So, so, uh, 
then you're setting off the same things because you're not doing this custom for everybody per se, but you're setting off the same videos to yeah, the I don't do I actually it. don't do any customs okay. at all. I take people's ideas. I always tell because people have a million ideas that they want. So I tell them, send me your ideas and I might be inspired by it because I often am yeah. and incorporate it into my videos that I then sell to everybody. But it's just time wise, I can make the content that I want and then sell it. Got and it. I don't have to make yeah. time just for one video for one person. So custom is just for one single person. Well, I mean, sometimes people do customs and then they'll send it to everybody. But I just don't find the need. I've got enough up in my brain to just make the stuff that I want to make. Got it. Yeah. But are, are you ever worried about it becoming repetitive? Like one person, let's say they get a month, they're like, all right, I've kind of like seen it all. Yeah. Uh, how do you keep people engaged to you know, stay normal, subscribed? It is interesting. And I did worry about that in the beginning because in porn, like girl has a career path and you start out doing solo stuff and then you start out girl girl and then you do boy girl and then you do more extreme things and group things and you always do it in that order yeah and on my site i didn't want to feel like i and i think girls can feel this way they constantly have to up themselves like girls will start with just bikini pictures and then they'll feel pressured into showing more and doing more and then they've wound up in a situation where they're doing porn and they didn't want to do that mm -hmm. Whereas I was never in that situation. I just was wanting to make videos that I wanted and I take inspiration from what my fans want. But I've realized that once they like you for your personality, like they're there for that, mm -hmm. it, I could be doing something completely alone or a group scene and they really sell in the end the same and they enjoy it the same because they, they're there for me and the energy that I bring, which is why I take my job very seriously that way. A lot of girls don't. Like some people just... Or men too, like they just post, you know, videos and, sure. and they can follow the algorithm of constantly up one upping themselves and constantly getting new engagement for that. And I think that's probably YouTube too. Like people will do more intense pranks, right? Like every yeah. time and they're constantly yeah. trying to one up themselves. But the way I've tried, I'm a lazy person in the end. Like I want to do the least amount of work and enjoy myself the most and still have like a really loyal fan base. Right. So I've built it that way where they're there for my personality and the energy that I bring to every scene, whether I'm alone, doing something really innocent, doing something really naughty, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing before this? Like, take us back before OnlyFans. I was Did applying you... to med school. Really? Yeah. When I started. Um, so you had good grades. You must have had good grades throughout high school, right? Okay. I, yeah, I, I, in high school, I went to high school in London, mm -hmm. private school in London, and I always had a 4.0 my whole life. Like, I'm a big school girl. I wanted to be in school for the rest of my life. And then I did four years at NYU where I was literally home library, home library every single day. I took school super seriously, mm -hmm. and I love it. And then I did two years at UCLA straight after that, all to do my sciences to then go to med school. Mm -hmm. And I was taking the MCAT. I was super stressed. COVID had just hit. And so I was doing all my like final really intense labs, like my um, <clears throat> organic chemistry lab and my physics lab over Zoom. And so mm. I was at home totally isolated. And I'm a girl that likes to go to class. I like to have relationships with my teachers and sit in the front of class so I can focus. Sure. And so I was stuck at home just out of my element and um, really stressed applying to med school. And I started talking on TikTok. Like that was when TikTok was booming during yeah, COVID. Right. And so I started just sharing videos thinking no one would really see them because I didn't really know how the algorithm worked. And they were all sexual themed. And then I started getting people, I started getting traction really fast. And people, it was kind of, honestly, it was a compulsion, like a sexual compulsion for me and an outlet, which wasn't, and like I knew the whole time I was having panic attacks knowing it wasn't smart. 
to do because I'm applying to med school right. and I'm doing this thing on the internet that I thought was like the secret little hole in the internet so and now just, thousands of people are seeing it. So did you just think that you could post these videos? No one would see them, but it yeah, would I be thought, your like little fun outlet. I mean, of course it's like yeah. exciting when, I mean, I got a thousand views on a video at first. I was like, wow, like attention. Yeah. So of course that's exciting, but I was always like, I, I deeply wanted to be a surgeon. Like I, I deeply what believed sort of in that. My mom is an obstetrician gynecologist, so she delivers okay. babies and a women's doctor, and that's what I thought I wanted to do. Okay. But I could have, I also thought I might want to do plastic surgery or something. I just like, I want, I would, I still want to be a doctor someday. Yeah. Like I want to go back because I want to, I feel like that's one of the most important things about being a human. Like mm -hmm. you study what this magical phenomenon of existing. Yeah. And also in college, I studied the philosophy of life and death. And so, I just deeply wanted to do that. But then with COVID happening and everything, my, my faith in society and also realizing that I was going to be a slave to that industry. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's not a yeah. great, Were, and, and it ruins your love of it. Yeah. Were you in the UCLA medical program? I was in a post-bac program there because I didn't do any sciences in college. I Got did it. all like philosophy. I made my own major in college and it was all policy-based and philosophy-based. Mm. And then I decided right when I graduated that I now, I had studied the public health side and rarely, like public health and surgeons are usually on opposite sides of the spectrum and fighting about a lot of things because it's like population-based outlook at healthcare versus individual outlook at healthcare. And so I wanted to do both and then combine it. And um, so that's why right when I graduated, I was like, I wanna go to med school. So I went yeah. to UCLA and I did a two-year program where I did all my maths and sciences and I got like a, pre-medical certificate from UCLA. Yeah. So basically <clears throat> you were at a point in your life where you were so stressed out with school and like panicking yeah. and, and stuff like that. I'm still having a little bit of trouble, like recognizing why you were posting those TikToks. Like what was, I'm a, I'm a very sexual <clears throat> person. So that's another aspect of it. Like the whole time I was going to UCLA, the girls in my classes, intense people do intense things. Right. So like the girls I was studying with in my classes in organic chemistry and the top, um, physics labs were going to sex parties every weekend. What? Doing crazy things. Like, um, very, they're very intense. And you find that right. a lot. Like, most of the people at these very intense sex parties are very high-earning individuals with very stressful jobs. Because intense people just do intense things. The same as my parents are both very type A, and they sat me down when I was eight years old and told me, we are very sexual people, and you're going to have to learn how to control that and not let it control you. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of, I've always been that way. I, I lost my virginity when I was 13. So my relationship with sex has always been very like strong in my life. And at that point too, I was, I was doing some pretty sexually risky things. So that's what I was talking about on TikTok. It's basically the thing I like mm. to talk about most. It's how I relate to people. It's like, I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I like sex for the same reason and, and cha sexual challenges, the same reason why I liked medicine or school challenges and academic validation. So for me, it's a complete crossover, but got it. But it seems crazy. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Etitude. Guys, there is nothing like waking up after a fantastic night of sleep, excited and ready to take on the workday. And betting can actually be like an investment because at least for me, I've seen a direct correlation between how good of sleep I get and how productive I am the very next day. And if you guys have some quality sheets, you'll get some quality sleep and it's as simple as that. Unlike cotton that consumes a ton of water, Etitude sheets are made of 100% organic bamboo and they're so soft, some even call it vegan silk. Seriously guys, because of Etitude, I've got some of the best sleep I've ever had in my entire life. 
Plus, since I don't run my AC at night, since it's a little expensive, I tend to sleep a little bit hot. But since Attitude sheets are so breathable, they help keep me cool the entire night. Plus, there's no reason not to try them out, guys. You get 30 days to try them out, and if you aren't completely satisfied, return them for a full refund. But I know you guys will love them. Right now, you can get 20% off your order, plus free shipping when you visit Attitude.com slash Iced Coffee and enter promo code Iced Coffee at checkout. Remember, guys, that's Attitude as an eco attitude. For 20% off, go to Etitude.com slash Ice Coffee, promo code Ice Coffee. Thank you so much, Etitude, for sponsoring this episode and back, back to, to the, the podcast. podcast. Were you worried about your parents finding this and being like, well, you're good. Oh, you should completely. be a doctor and what are you doing? You're throwing away your career. Uh, <clears throat> my parents, they paid for all my school. So the biggest thing for me was guilt when I started realizing that I would make more money and that I wanted to go into this as an actual business because um, people started being like, oh, do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have an OnlyFans in all the comments on my videos? And so I was like, what's OnlyFans? And so I downloaded it and I was like, oh, I'll just post bikini pictures and I'll make like a couple thousand a month mm. before I go to med school just for the next few months. And then every month I was like, wait, the money's going up and like I um, don't want to quit yet. And I also all, had always wanted to do porn like my whole life, but I never would allow myself to do that because mm. my parents have a lot of hope in me. And I also love school. Yeah. I love so many things. Like, <clears throat> if I love medicine, I love policy. Um, there's so many jobs I could do. I love writing. I love, journal like, uh, broadcast journalism. So to, to, to do porn, when I've been set up and my parents have paid for private school my whole <clears throat> life, paid for all of NYU, paid for UCLA. So that's six years of post-grad school, post-high right. school school I'd already done. And um, they supported me. I didn't work once throughout that whole thing. Uh, for money. I worked for volunteering a bit. Sure. But um, so that the biggest part was that they'd invested so much money mm -hmm. in me and to then tell them, hey, I'm actually going to do porn was a huge deal for me. A huge deal. And how did that conversation <clears throat> go? Like, <clears throat> I didn't tell them. Thankfully, my whole family's not on TikTok, including mm. my little brother, because he's anti um, China having all his information. <laughs> so thankfully, right, yeah. <laughs> but now he knows and he's very proud of me. And so okay. is my whole family. Cause they're super open-minded. They never pushed me towards any career. They've never pushed me to do, they never even pushed me to have good grades. They were just like, do your best. And so, um, I did know at the end of the day, I'd be okay if I told them I was doing anything, sure, right. but I braced myself for them never speaking to me again. I was was like, that something you were willing to do, to sacrifice? Yeah, Is that like you're willing point. to risk it? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. so I was doing this for a couple months and I knew what I wanted to do. I knew at this point that the porn industry was immensely because I had done so much research and I love porn stars. Like I, there's a lot of them that I do idolize. Not all of them, mm -hmm. but there's certain ones who you when you start looking more into industry, you realize it's run by people who have normal lives and families and like live in normal neighborhoods and make a great amount of money every year. And you don't really see that um, when you're just a consumer of it. Yeah. But I had done my research and I knew that I could make, I mean, internet money is the future as well. Like I knew that internet money was unlimited, whereas the money going into medicine was not. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that I only had a certain time frame that I could do this job really because, or at least market myself at first because yeah. as a young girl, like I'm not, I'm going to do much better if I start young than if I start at 40. So, um, I already knew that it was a smart decision for me, but I still went to bed every night before I told my parents, having a panic attack for about a month, thinking, am I being smart or am I ruining my life? 
I knew that my values aligned with porn. I knew that I didn't think it was wrong, but then I was like, but do I need to do what society thinks is right? Or what, like, am I destroying my life by trying to think that I can just act within my own values? Sure. And um, I went to bed for about a month every night having an immense panic attack. Like, really, it was really hard. But it it made me justify this job to myself so much that no one can convince me now that what I'm doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of what I do. And I was proud to tell my parents. But I waited till I was making 40000 a month, and I knew I could support myself, and I knew that it was going up, which was about five months in. To tell my mom. And then when she figured out how much I was making, she was like, you're making more than me and you don't even have to work. And so she, I mean, she went, thought I went crazy for like two days, but then she started realizing that I now have so much time. I can just go on walks with her. I can hang out at her house. I'm not studying 24 seven, so stressed and also relying on her for my, yeah. all my rent and money. But I was prepared. I, I got to the point where I was like, if they never speak to me again, like that is something I'm prepared to do because I want to live my life in a way where I feel challenged and have new experiences and where I don't die feeling like I lived my life because I didn't want other people to shun me. Yeah. Were you ever worried though about it? Like a algorithm affecting something or like something happens to OnlyFans yeah. and all of a sudden like Apple just takes them down. Of, of course. Yeah. I was so worried. Yeah. But, um, but it was also having confidence in myself, which I think I, I could have never done this job if I was yeah. 18 fresh out of high school. I would have never had the self-confidence. But after six years of school, I knew that I understand better than most people how to make something work. Like, I'm a super hard worker, and I've taught myself enough, like, in terms of all the different things I've done, that I can do whatever I want if I work hard enough at it. And also that I see patterns in society really well, and that I I constantly am, like, proving to myself that if I act on that, I really can sell about anything that I want, and I can do about anything that I want. And... So my confidence has gone up like yeah. crazy in the fact that even if the algorithms change and there's new sites or anything, that I will be able to find a way to make it profitable yeah. for myself. Let's talk about those trends. What trends are you seeing now? I think what I, so what I see, I studied philosophy in college. Sure. So I look at things through that a lot. And I realize that vulnerability and intimacy and human connection is so powerful like so, so powerful. People crave it and they respond to it and it takes a strong person to put themselves out there in a way that makes yourself actually vulnerable, actually have flaws and also draw people in with that. Mm-hmm. And also creating a safe space where people feel understood and their inner desires and their inner thoughts that they think but they never tell people is expressed. And so I knew that if I can create a safe space for that and if I can create videos that are mildly controversial, controversial but also represent my views on the world or the things that I think are okay, especially sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's controversial enough to create a lot of comments and engagement, but it also gives people a feeling like if you can make people yeah. feel a certain way and feel understood and feel like connected to you through vulnerability and feel heard, um, you have so much brand power right? Like you yeah. can really sell anything through that. Could you give us an example of something that would be controversial or like what you would? Yeah. I, I mean, know, as, as an example, I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, my, the first TikTok I ever made was about how I lost my butt virginity in the back of my ex's car on a first date. And he was um, an ex Marine from the veterans homeless shelter that I was working in. Mm. So that is like an, I, a, a very, 
crazy sexual experience that is also super controversial yeah, and shocking, right? Sure. right? Okay. Um, and I talk a lot about that kind of stuff. Okay. A lot of backdoor stuff. So doing porn was never completely out of the realm of possibilities, at least in your mind. Like yeah, growing up, you mind, knew that it was. I was so sexual. Yeah. But at what age do you think like, okay, this could be a potential like career choice? I never thought it could be a career choice until I started making TikToks and I started OnlyFans and I was like, no, there's no way I'd do porn. I'm just going to make money for a few months. And then I realized, wait, like I have a lot of fans. Like I have, I'm giving, getting, getting the opportunity of a lifetime right now. And I either take it or I don't. And so I decided to run with it. But I had already at that point amassed a good amount of followers. And I was probably making, I mean, in, in the first month I made $8,000. Next month I probably made 20000 And so then I was like, okay, yeah. I have paying people here. And, and everything's just <clears throat> continuing to go up. Do I take this opportunity or not? And I was like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Like it's being handed yeah. to me. Right. So, so I'm curious, what do you do with the money? <laughs> <laughs> I, Where does it go? Before I told my mom. <laughs> yeah. So about for the first five or six months, I was being fully supported by my family and everything. Mm -hmm. So it all went to savings. I didn't spend oh. a penny of it. So that was amazing. Then when I told her, it was right when I, I told her because I wanted to move out of the apartment she was paying for and move into my own and pay for myself completely because I was a financial burden on her. Yeah. And so then I started paying rent with a little bit of it and I really had no, like, no expenses at all. I had no write-offs. I had nothing. I had my iPhone and myself. <laughs> that yeah. was it. I didn't have Sawyer. I didn't have an employee. And so then all my money went to savings and my savings just shot up like hundreds of thousands of dollars within the first eight months of my job. Mm. So and you never had expensive taste? I was raised very privileged and, but by parents who were both dirt poor growing up that worked really hard for their money. And so they, I was spoiled as a kid. And then I learned how to handle money really fast. Like in college, my dad gave me an unlimited credit card so that I wouldn't tell my mom about his mistress. No. And I, I, I racked up a good $200,000 in six months. No, you didn't. And he didn't punish me at all. Wait a sec. He so wait, wait, wait. we got to talk about this. So yeah. how did you find out? So I'm taking, you found out about the mistress <laughs> and then he yeah. said, okay, here's a credit card. And what credit card was it? Because he's getting the points. I'm it thinking. was an Amex. It was it was an Amex. The That's platinum, I'm guessing. I don't remember. Or the black one. You would you would know if it was the the black credit card. It was not black. It was platinum. It was platinum. Yeah. It had to be. Yeah. He wouldn't give you the gold. No way. Not for two hundred. No. All right. So what? So I'm guessing he, he knows now because you just said that on the. Wait, what do you or, mean? Or, or, no, he was aware of the two. Oh, no, my, my parents mom. are divorced. My mom my oh. mom made me go through every single transaction on the card because she got the um, bank statements in the divorce. They accidentally sent them to her house, and she was like, wait, this has your name on it. And then she figured oh, wait, out all of it. Tell us a story. Oh, wait, hold on. So what tell, happened? Start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. How did this, the mistress, come So about? we were going on a, oh, gosh, I could start so early. I mean, my <laughs> parents, I grew up <clears throat> in Montana in a tiny ski town of 6,000 people. Um, my dad worked for a finance, he runs a financial firm based in LA, mm. but he just did everything remotely from Montana because he was too stressed out in LA. And then um, when I was 13, he had the opportunity to open up the international side of his business in London. 
And so we moved there within, I mean, he figured that out. And two weeks later, I was starting school in the center of London in a private school after a tiny town in Montana. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Grammarly. So during the end of the year, it can get a little hard to stay on top of things. And there's a bunch of deadlines, due dates, and holiday festivities around the corner. And finding the extra time to write your grandma a Christmas card can be extremely time intensive. And time is money. Fortunately, Grammarly helps me get the words right even when I'm short on time. And their free version is also amazing because it protects you from things like basic spelling, grammar, phrasing, and punctuation. But the real magic happens when you upgrade to Grammarly Premium. With Grammarly Premium, you get clarity suggestions to help you get your point across quickly without super duper crazy, ridiculously, insanely unnecessary words. Want to show off how formally you can write to your in-laws and really stick it to them? Well, Grammarly can help you write as professional as ever. Want to talk more friendly and casual? to your boss? Well, Grammarly's built-in tone detector will tell you if you're friendly or not. So take the stress out of getting the words right with Grammarly Premium. Our listeners actually get 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash iced coffee. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash iced coffee. Thank you so much, Grammarly, for sponsoring this episode and back Back to to the the podcast. podcast. That was because he was already done with his marriage and his family lifestyle and he wanted to get away and he basically said like my mom didn't want to go my little brother didn't want to go and he was like I'm going you can come with me or not so that was the start of that already then we get we all end up going to London and my parents are like I knew know from when I was about 10 years old I knew that my parents were going to get divorced Mm -hmm. they just didn't have like a good marriage and so I mean I think I knew he was cheating on her always. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't that big of a surprise. But we had a family trip we were going on to Greece. And the night before he said, I'm not going. And he like threw his ring at my mom or something. And instead he went to Ibiza with his friends. And that's where he met his mistress that weekend. And my dad and I were always super close. And so he just told me about it. He was like, I met a girl when I went there instead of on the family trip. And about two months later or so, I think she was like living in her house. Oh, I don't know wow. the exact Wait, so, specific. But then how did your mom not know about the mistress? So he, after that Greece trip, mm. my parents got in such a bit, like were so separated. So even though they were still married, he basically canceled mm. my mom's visa, like the visa to stay in yeah, the UK, sure. not the paying visa, but the <clears throat> visa to stay in the UK and canceled my brothers because they got it through his work. And mm. so they had to move back to our home in Montana. He basically forced them back there. And um, she stayed married to him, shockingly. But that's because he was moving in his mistress into the family home in London. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you lived yes. with your dad and his mistress? No. So I was already in college. I was That was, oh, that was okay. the summer I before I went to college. So I wasn't. He, my dad waited for me to leave the house. And then he was like, all right. Got it. Sending your mom and brother back to Montana. And was, no, it seems like you received special treatment here. Is is is. How was the rela- his relationship really with your brother girl. and your your mom? Um, he with my mom, he was not the most respectful, um, but very like close. He he definitely has like a narcissistic personality disorder. I think my dad is an absolute genius, mm-hmm. but he's not the best like socially. It's that kind of everyone loves him and he's very charismatic, but you know that inside he's very insecure. Mm-hmm. When you live with him, you learn those that things those things about him. And sure. him and I always had a connection. Like where he's wild and he's so smart. And so my dad and I were super close growing up. And then my mom and brother were very close. Mm. And um, so he wasn't very respectful to my mom and, you know, would just go out drinking all night and that kind of partying. He was crazy and she was very stable. 
took care of the whole family. Yeah. Aspect. I mean, my mom is a surgeon and very type A. They're both very right. type A. But she retired when I was a kid um, to raise my brother. And right. I. And then so is my brother, he wasn't very sweet to me there. I mean, he was kind of, he was much harder on him than he was on me. I mean, I could steal money from his safe every time he'd leave the house and go spend it, go shopping with it. I'd sneak out six nights a week and go clubbing. I would date, I was dating a 26 year old when I was 15. No way. Yeah. And and my dad didn't punish me once he'd come. My mom would be yelling at me and my dad would come in the room and be like, Shelly, can you leave? And then she would leave and he would be like, um, he'd sit me down and say, I understand. I went through the same type of stuff. I, your mom gets very riled up about this stuff, but I understand. And that's all he, he'd never punish me, even though he'd punish my brother. So I think he liked the validation of me just being this wide eyed girl being mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> sure, you're my like idol. But um, he was not a disciplinarian for me at all. And he definitely was for my little brother. So then if you have such a great relationship, why did you charge 200 grand? Because that to me seems almost like a, sp- a he, punishment. I told you and trusted yeah. me. I mean, that seems like a punishment. How, like, yeah. even in high school when I was stealing money out of a safe to go shopping, he never punished me. He knew I, he'd know I'd do it and he would But why didn't he care? It. Do you know why? He just didn't want to punish me, I think. He's always been like really um, a yes man to me, I guess. And so in that case too, I mean, he makes a lot of money. Mm. He runs a hedge fund in London and he spends his money. He chases his tail like crazy, mm. uh, but he doesn't like spending money on other people. But maybe I was the exception for him because I always I, I always yes manned my dad right back. Right. Whereas my brother and mom didn't do that. I'd be like, where do you want to go tonight, dad? I want to go there too. <laughs> like I was just this little mini me. Sure. So I think he loved that Got and he, he would pay for that. Got it. And then yeah. He gave you his Amex and you spent 200 Yeah, I remember and, on my birthday. On my birthday, he was like, just don't tell your mom um, about the card or about his new girlfriend. But the thing is, like, he didn't have to tell you about that. And he didn't have to give you a card to keep you. Yeah. He didn't, is, he didn't have to do he, a lot of things in his life. Yeah. He's, not, he's not smart in that aspect. Uh, right, right. But I feel like it, it wasn't about, like, here's, it, it didn't seem like a bribe to me. Because otherwise, he would just come to you and say, hey, listen, just keep it between us. We'll deal with it later. And you would yeah. you would have done that. Yeah, I would have done so that. So why why two hundred grand? Did you feel bad about felt, that? Or did oh, you... why did I spend that yeah. much? That's a whole other thing. I mean, I was seventeen years old, living oh, in Manhattan, wow. yeah, for the first time ever, and I was shopping. I was eating out for every meal. I was partying. I mean, I just I had never been taught like I'd I'd always had money that my parents gave me. Like I never had been super had to really budget. But I'd never been given something like that. Like, that's why I used to steal money out of a safe because I wanted to go shopping yeah. and they wouldn't let me. And they're not, my parents aren't big designer people or spenders on that kind of stuff. And so I just, I mean, you can't put an a unlimited credit card with, and not say only use it for, he never said use it for emergencies. He just said, you know, use it when you want. And I was 17 in Manhattan. What like, was the, wait, wait, were you, you living what, alone? What do you, were you living alone? You were living alone at 17? Yeah, uh, I was living <laughs> yeah. in a dorm for six oh, months and then I was it, living got it, got it. in my own apartment, but yeah. What was the craziest thing you bought? Honestly, it's sad. I didn't really buy anything crazy that I can think of. Like I just bought, I don't know how it racked up that fast. That's the thing. Like I was 17. I didn't realize that every sushi dinner you buy and every like little sweater and is just so expensive. But I bought a lot of, I didn't buy like designer, but I bought expensive clothes. I loved shopping for clothes. So that was, wait, you said that was six months? Or how long was Yeah, that? it was about like six or seven months until I had, because at the same time he was cutting off my mom and my little brother. So my mom was living off credit cards in London. She had gone back there because my brother had begged. 
because he didn't want to live in Montana anymore. All his friends were in London now. Mm. So she went back there. She went to school. She got into a school there to do health policy so that she could get a visa and be there with my little brother and put him through school, the rest of his high school in London. And so she just, and she had no, he cut her off from everything. He hid all the money in the divorce overseas. So she got nothing. And um, she was living off credit cards and he was completely iced her out, like didn't answer her calls or anything. Meanwhile, I am racking up so much money on his credit card in Manhattan. So I had immense guilt every night. So about after six or seven months, I gave the card back to him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I want to learn how to budget. I want to be responsible. I don't want to buy things. And it's not worth it for the guilt. Yeah. So I learned that really fast. And I gave the card back to him. And after that, I lived. He gave me an allowance of, I think, $800 a month. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I lived off that so easy. Like, I think I got the shopping out of me my whole childhood and then, and mm-hmm. then that big phase. And then I was like, I don't need any of this. And I went completely simplistic. Like, I don't buy any designer. I don't buy much at all. Yeah. Is that the same today? Yeah. So what I do you... Mean, yeah. Maybe in the last few months, I've been treating myself to a few more things. But up until then, all so basically all of my college career, all of the three the three and a half last years of NYU, and then the two years at UCLA, I was so frugal. Mm. I wouldn't spend money on a thing. I would just had no clothes. Like gave everything up. I would sell. I actually sold all my designer clothes that I bought um, my senior year of college i sold them on poshmark and made like ten thousand dollars yeah so i was like that was all the stuff i bought with his money and then i sold it all and i had a good, you got the money back yeah there I, you got go. the money, I got some money back <laughs> it was helpful for me that's interesting so yeah. now what you told me earlier which mm-hmm. i found pretty cool is that you moved to puerto rico yes do you know this jack no yeah, i live in puerto rico puerto I flew rico. Here currently puerto rico. yeah yeah i moved there in moved may to puerto rico what Jeez. yeah <laughs> for taxes yeah, are you serious crazy? Because I want to hold on to as much <laughs> of my OnlyFans money as possible. I want to be there during my highest earning years, which this is very likely going to be one of my highest earning years. Can you give us a ballpark of what you think it's going to be? The IRS is watching. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I I um, do everything very legally, so it's good. But, good. I mean, yeah. my... My highest earning month thus far, which has been not that long ago, probably like four months ago, was I think two hundred and eighty-five thousand. Not bad. And, and I mean, yeah. and I mean, there's girls that in the top point zero one percent that make seven hundred thousand a month. So there's really no cap. It goes up and down a lot. Yeah. But um, it, it was it Corinna like Cop. She, she made four million dollars in like two um, weeks. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. See, that's the power of celebrity as well. Yeah. And Belle Delphine, what was she saying? A million a month. A million a month. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know if she's still doing those sort of numbers? I have no idea. And I know with yeah. a lot of girls, like especially when they have celebrity power, that first month they make crazy money. And yeah. then it's up to them to stick with it. Like with right. me, I did it so different where I built up a fan base from literally zero. Like I'd never done social media before. And then created a product where I keep loyal fans. Like yeah. I, I keep a lot of people every month resubscribing. And I mean, there's a lot of girls that have no fame at all that make a million a month. Like you don't even, they don't even show their faces, but they make TikToks and they don't show their faces in them. And they have such a niche that they literally can get all these people to pay. Can you walk us through like a, like an average day? In my life? Yeah. Like in terms of like a work day. (laughs) 
Like, I'm just curious, like, what time you wake up? Like, if you have a routine, yeah. if you have, like, a, do you stick with the schedule? Is it just kind of like, I need to get these things done, it's whenever I get them done? It used How to be more of a schedule, um, because I did have another job, and I worked for my mom for a while in her medical office, and, um, but ever since I stopped all my other jobs, and this has been my main focus, mm. I wake up, I stay on a schedule in general, always. I'm pretty much a homebody. Like, I don't party or do anything like that. So I go to bed pretty early, and I wake up probably around 8 or 9 a.m. And then I just take nudes all day. And when I had a boyfriend, mm. I would, I mean, we had a schedule where every day we'd film a porn together. Like, just like we'd wake up in the morning and want to have morning sex, and we would just film it. And that was an amazing lifestyle. Whereas now I'm single, and so now I kind of just... um take nudes and film the, the sex I have with myself every day. And then sometimes yeah. I fly my friends out and, or my cousin out too. I do stuff with my cousin and biological. <laughs> I mean, we're not blood re related cousins. It's by it's through. So marriage. Like, yeah. Oh, but still, still. Okay. I mean, that's like part of the, cra <clears throat> the craziness um, that you can market on. The, the controversial, the controlled sure. controversy. And people enjoy that. Yeah. Man, I mean, that's yeah. taboo incest is the most viewed genre so, in all of porn. I have two questions before I forget. One, yeah. do, you, do you find that it, ma it makes a difference for your earnings between being single and being in a relationship? I definitely took a hit the month that I was going through a breakup because I wasn't fully sure how I wanted to make content because I'm great on my own. <clears throat> but I personally enjoy having sex with other people. Mm -hmm. Like that is my favorite thing. And so I'm going to be enjoying it more. I'm going to not burn out as fast. Um, so it definitely makes a difference for me. I think that girls can make, that there are girls making a million a month with no celebrity power that do all solo stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's very possible, but just my own niche and my enjoyment levels and my charisma on camera are better when i have a man with me yeah girls are good too but men really do like. you do you worry that that would ever impact a future relationship knowing that like all that content is online or if it maybe makes someone feel insecure or if they're like well now i just feel like if i am going to be in a relationship now it's all going to be filmed like are you worried about that at all I, or not so much i just <clears> feel <throat> like if i find the right people um, I've been lucky in my past relationship. Like we were, we dated for a year before I decided to do OnlyFans, and then I was doing it alone for a while. And then he wanted to join in. I mean, he was homeless at the time, so he had no other job, and he was very open-minded sexually. Sure. So he was. But I found most men are like, if you want them to film a video where their face isn't in it, they're like, sure, I'm flattered. I'd love yeah. to. More men than than I would have initially thought. Um, so I'm just not that worried because I know I can make my career with or without a partner. I don't need a boyfriend for it, especially now, two months out after my breakup, I've found a good, um, I mean, I love, like I now can fly around and work with people that I idolize Got or it. men that I have good charisma with that want to be on camera. And if I, I would happily be in a relationship with someone where we didn't film it. Got it. And if you were in a relationship with someone where you didn't film it, would you still like, be doing stuff with other guys yeah. and stuff. I definitely want to date. A, like I like people who are very free sexually. And I like, I, I find people very often who understand the difference between sex and love. For some people, there's no difference for me. There's a huge difference. I, what's I the mean, difference? 
I think I make love to everyone when I have sex with them, but there's immense difference between, um, I just don't see sex for, for me. I wouldn't feel cheated on if someone had sex with someone else for work or for whatever, because they find them attractive. Because if, when you go to bed every night with that person and you trust each other with your lives and you, you have that, that connection that you know is different. It's just, that's the magic of love to me. And you don't have that with everybody or just people you have sex with. Do you ever feel like you could be in a monogamous relationship? Yeah, I've, I've only ever been mm-hmm. in monogamous relationships. So this is my first time, like I did OnlyFans and I didn't have sex with anyone except him for two years. And that was my highest earning months on mm-hmm. OnlyFans. So I was able to be fully monogamous yeah. and do it. I'm and so I've only cute, yeah. been, I've only, I before... <laughs> Before this last two months, I've only I only had sex with five men in the last seven years. Hmm. So I'm like a very I'm a relationship girl. Like yeah. I the reason I think I have such a good relationship with sex is my whole life I've had sex with people I'm in love with and in long term relationships with. And I have sex every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. And so I've learned so much about myself and I'm comfortable with myself sexually. And you can't do that if you're having one night stands because you're just learning about that person for the first time. Sure. If you're in a four or five year relationship since you're 13 years old you have a lot of sex with people you're very comfortable with and you explore a lot more things. Now I'm curious Monogamy with helps, yeah with your with your ex do you do you, he's seeing how much you're making and he's like yeah. well, I'm in them oh, like yeah. well, technically now this is like half mine. Yeah. Did you guys ever get in disagreements or do you do you give him something or with like what him, about people yeah. <clears throat> with him it was really hard um because he was so I was working in the homeless shelter a VA homeless shelter. Um, that was for 30 veterans and they live there for six months at a time. And it's like a harm reduction shelter. So they all have mental health issues or drug addictions. Mm-hmm. And I found him there and we just had a connection immediately. And we were friends for about six months. And then we started having an affair, basically like not allowed and in secret. And then I quit that job and we still stayed together. And then I started OnlyFans about a year in and it was always me. Like he doesn't, <laughs> He's a genius, yeah. but he's bipolar and he's, he was an alcoholic, so he's sober now, mm-hmm. but, um, he's a genius, but cannot work like bipolar and been to nine psych units and refuses to take medication. <clears throat> so his brain is so creative and the most magical person I've ever met. And I truly believe like one of the few geniuses I've ever met, but he cannot work and he doesn't want to work. And he, that gave me the confidence to start this whole job and to make my life how I wanted to and basically make my dreams and fantasies into my reality. And so he did, he was like a muse for me. And Mm. I think that provides monetary value, even though like since the first day I met him, I supported him financially and he never put in, I mean, he, he doesn't even, he didn't even have a phone, let alone a computer or um, even know how to log into his bank account online. So he was very aware that I did all the work and he was shocked when I started making this much money because he was like, how do you even do this? Like he has no self-confidence in himself financially or work-wise. And so he always really respected what I did and he knew that he could never do it and that I could do it without him. And so it was never like he felt like he was owed a percentage or anything like that. Got it. Then when we started filming videos and everything, he, I mean, he's so creative that he was amazing with filming and directing videos and so in the beginning i used to pay him i used to because i wanted him to feel respected so i'd pay him like okay if we film this kind of scene today together i'll pay you six hundred dollars or i'll pay you a thousand six hundred dollars wow yeah that's that's and and i would just deposit it in his account right and then of course like he'd just spend it on 
rocks or something like literally just gems yeah. or sure. like okay. you know something just, minerals, ridi- just wasting it <laughs> and so then i was like okay you need to get a savings yeah, yeah, account yeah. like you need if i'm gonna be paying you you can't just be throwing this money away because we're like we were so in love that mm-hmm. i wanted to be with him for a really long time and so yeah. i was like the money's better with me <clears throat> or in your savings account because then you'll actually hold on to it and and it'll be yours someday yeah. when you need it and so just running through it and he didn't like having the money himself either That's fair. so then i mean then we got so about a year and a half in. So all of our expenses were the same and everything mm-hmm. where I just, he had my cards always. And so he would just spend what he wanted and I trusted him to spend it wisely. Yeah. It's like a married couple almost, you know, he spent it so wisely and he was very respectful about it. Cause he was just thankful. He even had a house to yeah. live in. Like I, we broke up about a year <clears> in and he went to a psych unit and I didn't think I'd take him back. And then I did. And I went and picked him up from the psych unit and I was like, I'll give you a place to live. I'll put food on the table and I'll give you a purpose. If you want to work for me, you can. You can film these videos and you can have a responsibility, which is very important to someone who's recovering from a mental health crisis, but also someone who's trying to stay sober. Yeah. And I cared about him and I knew he was so smart. So I did that. And so he was immensely thankful to me always because he knew I didn't need him for it. Um, but now, then we broke up again because he went through an immense mental health crisis oh, that's a year yeah. later. Yeah. And he's actually just got out of a psych unit last week and he's in a homeless shelter right now. And I sent him five. I, he, I couldn't get him out of my house. Like he yeah. was in a full on psychosis with schizophrenia and everything. Oh, and, geez. It, and I yeah, had to leave rough. my own home and he trashed <clears> it. <throat> and uh, so I was like, I couldn't get him to go to psych unit no matter yeah. what I did. And so I was like, I will buy you a flight and I'll give you $5,000 to go anywhere you want in the world and just get out of my house. Like I can't even work anymore and I can't get you to go to a psych unit. I can't get you to help yourself. And so he wanted to go to Florida. So I flew him to Florida and I gave him yeah. $5,000 and the $5,000, I mean, he was manic, like, yeah, but oh, I just had bad. to give him what did he wanted. He, and I knew f- that was a loss. He, he spent it yeah. in seven days, maybe less. He I bought dresses. He didn't have family or no, friends to, uh, not at all. Yeah. And so, I mean, he bought dresses, he was getting his nails, he was getting acrylic, this is an ex-marine, like a manly, simple man, but (laughs) but in a manic episode, they're going to spend their money like crazy. He literally had acrylic, like long acrylic nails on. Like he just, he was no, wasting the money yeah. in a second, but, but I had to get him out yeah. of my house. I had to, and so then yeah, of course he'd that's... been begging me for money saying like threatening me, um, saying that he was owed so much money, saying he was going to sue me. Yeah. But every time that I like either shut off his phone or didn't send him more money, that's when he'd go get help. That's why he went to the psych unit the first time, the second time he's been in four psych units in the last two months. And, uh, so I realized like, I'll give him money. When I feel like he, because I, I love him and I care about him and people like that I hold on to for the rest of my life, even if I can't have them in it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm somebody who I, who will send him money if he ever really needs it. But I wasn't going to tell him that while he was manic. Yeah, of course. So every time that I would cut him off, he'd actually go get help for the first time instead of just being a maniac in society and wasting so much money, which he wouldn't want to do anyway. Did you ever have him sign a contract? No. Oh, I had him yeah. sign a model release form, basically. Sure. So I own all the videos that he okay. shot with me, and I okay. have the rights to them, and um, I can post them where I want. And it's a that's a contract. It's pictures of him with his ID, everything. Like, okay. So, so I am. They are all my videos, and I can legally post them. But I never had a contract with him where it's like you're paid this much for this. Um, but luckily, he is a good person when he's not out of his mind. Sure. So now that he's coming back around, I sent him. I sent him money. I sent him $10,000 two days ago because he's in a homeless shelter. 
He's taking his medications. He's working with them to get benefits and things to take care of him. He's really like, and he's not begging to come back. Like he understands that he ruined it. It's been two months of me dealing with cutting him off from everything. But now I feel like, you know, even if maybe legally he's not owed anything because I supported him and gave him an amazing lifestyle for, I mean, he knew he did no work all day. He'd just go up and paint all day in his studio and sometimes have sex with me and film it. So he knew that he wasn't owed that much. Yeah. But I feel like he was amused to me. Like I never would have done this job without him and the impact he had on me. And so I have no problem giving him $10,000 or $5,000 when he needs it, even though I'm trying to, not give that to him right now all the time because it's like a parent role because they'll be, I mean, he'll be dependent on me forever if he never finds something that actually pay for it. But his life was basically destroyed by his himself, you know, being manic. And he came out of a two month spell of destroying his entire life and realized, Whoa, like what happened to me? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm aware now again and I ruined everything and I felt really bad for him. So that's why I sent him money. Cause I was like, that has to be, I mean, that has to be the hardest thing you can ever do. So I'm nice. I'm okay. not like, right. you know, it, it works. Well, I think but it's complicated, right? Like that's a, that's so complicated. Yeah. And I probably should have had a contract so that I felt safer um, yeah. and didn't feel like he could sue me. But also if he ever got the like mental power to g- contact a yeah. lawyer and sue me, I'd be so proud of him that I'd probably pay <laughs> right, him. Right, and I'd be fair. like, wow. So now with people that you bring on, do you have them sign contracts with you? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have model release forms for everybody. Um, that I work with, even though OnlyFans, you don't necessarily need that. If the person already has an OnlyFans, you can just tag their name and it's assumed. Got it. But it's like, okay, then if their account gets deleted yeah. or they quit porn, I can't use those videos anywhere anymore. Sure. You have to sign a model. Now, I'm curious the, between you and the customer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you approach that topic? Is it like at a, at a Thanksgiving, like, Hey, listen, no, we're so, money we're together, so distantly like, yeah. related that it's not really like ever. I mean, <sighs> I don't even know yet how to deal with family like Thanksgiving dinners since I started this job. I haven't been to one. Yeah. My family though also like we all most of my family's in Montana and we moved to London. And even in Montana we lived six hours away from them. So I was always I have a big family that I love and I'm sure that they support what I'm doing, but because they're, you know, poor in Montana, having kids at sixteen and um super open minded and cool. And not like high aspirations in terms of like, oh, you wouldn't become a doctor. So um, I'm sure I can show my face at Thanksgiving and they'll be fine with it. But I have not yet broached that okay. topic. That's sure. going to be, you yeah. know, when you when you see me in a year or two, be like, are you going to family Thanksgivings yet? Like, <laughs> I've told my parents what I do, but I haven't told my, okay. l- my larger family. What do you think makes you so uniquely successful in this space? Like, what about you is, is different? I think I'm confident in myself. Like, I don't think I could have done this if I hadn't gone to six years of school and known that if I work hard at anything, I can make it work. And I probably th- I think I have a good eye. Like how I said, I, f- I trust that I can <clears throat> see patterns or that I have, um, I can look at the content I'm making and I can, I'm not sure why, but I know that one video is better than the other one. You know, like you kind of sure, get, yeah. You you get an eye for things. Um, so it's probably that as well as I have a niche and I really take it seriously as a business. I take it immensely yeah. serious as a now, business. Now, what do you do during those days where you don't feel like filming? It's just you wake up. It's like I'm not in the mood to do this, but I have to get something. I out used that I- to have that a lot, and so I would shoot, you know, once or twice a week, 
I take nudes and little videos and then I'd share them throughout the week. So I always had something. But now there are days where I don't want to film and I have such an immense amount of content that I've never released or old content I've content that I've released and I can re-release and it does yeah. just as well. So there isn't like I have to always have something new. Like I can send out an old video and like even a video I made two weeks ago, <clears throat> I can send out and it will sell the same amount that it did the first time. So, yeah. Why? Is that That's just because there's a large churn? There's just, there's always new people, but it's also, I mean, <clears throat> men bookmark their favorite porn and they watch that porn over and over again. It's not like you watch a porn video once and you never watch it again, you know? Like, the, you find what you like and you like to rewatch it. So Why are you looking at me, I don't Graham? know. To, <laughs> <laughs> you specifically. Oh, okay. No. But, um, but it's, that's the unique thing about it. With YouTube, you probably can't. Well, you can't post the same podcast two weeks in a row, right? right and have it correct. do as well. But with me, if I, every time I resell a video, it sells just the same, if not better, as the time before. Because it's to new people. It's people that maybe didn't buy it last week and this week want to. Um, or they just like to watch the same things over again or see the same nudes. They're like, oh, that I liked that one. I like it. I still like seeing it. You know, you save your you save the nudes your girlfriend sends you. You bookmark the your favorite pornos online or you download them and you watch them again. So with porn, it's like if you like something, you want to keep seeing the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. Got it. How is the business broken down at this point between, uh, I guess, subscribers? Mm -hmm. uh, you get paid for messages. Mm -hmm. How is that all broken down? Yeah, I get... I make the most from monthly subscriptions. Also because I like to give a lot for a low amount of money. $7 is a lot of money. And when I didn't have a lot of money, that was a lot of money to me. Yeah. Um, and I like, I mean, to me, I want to build more than anything. I want to get my face out there and I want to build a brand and have people recognize me and uh, just build my brand as fast as I possibly can. So it's less about making the most as it is bringing people into my world. Cause I know once they're in there, once they subscribed, they'll remember it forever. I mean, once a man orgasms to you once, he will love you forever. He'll remember you forever. <laughs> There's Is a there, connection yeah. there. So yeah. I make the most from subscriptions. Okay. Um, and then I make... What percentage would you say that I make? I think I probably make 80% or 70% subscriptions 60, and 30, 60, 40. Like when I met you, it was like... Yeah. Yeah, 60 to so 70% I made make just from the $7 subscription fee every month. And then 30 to 40% I make in the messages. And Got that's it. it. Those are the only two income sources and all my income comes from OnlyFans too. Got it. So what I'm curious about is if you have like, I was thinking about this in the car driving over here. What if you have a fan encounter somewhere? Oh yeah, how like, often does that happen? And also, like when people recognize yeah. me, yeah, like how odd it's are those? It's so weird you ask that because I've never been recognized in person until last night. Are you in the serious? Casino. And the guy tapped me on the shoulder when I was walking no. through the casino, and he said, "Hey, are you on TikTok?" And he was this young, really cute guy, and I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Are you serious? You recognize me?" And he was like, "Can I get a photo with you?" And so I did, and it was a blast. Oh wow, that is I so weird. You have to try to get your number though. I Would know. You Right? He was so respectful. Right. He was really respectful. And then he was like, okay. Like he, he, I, I even had him, I took multiple Snapchat pictures yeah. with him, like kissing him on the cheek and stuff where he just wanted to leave right away. He was like nervous probably. Yeah. 
Um, probably just didn't want to mess it up. A lot of people, they, yeah. a lot of people have messaged me saying, "Hey, I saw you at this place, and I was there." They'll be like, "Oh, yeah, I saw sure. you at Union Station uh, in Denver yeah. today at 3 p.m." And I'm like, "Yeah, that was <laughs> sitting me. on the bus bench." And he was like, "Yeah, I was 25 feet away with the binoculars." Dress. Yeah, <laughs> literally, and I was, I was like, "That was 100 me." <laughs> the glasses, but they didn't want to say hi, and I that didn't really sense, think yeah. about it. Um, but I mean, I don't like to say hi to people. If I ever recognize them in person, I never say hi because there's yeah a few people. Uh, Jay Cutler was one of them for me. I saw Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Are you still at the gym? Uh, no, I didn't see him. Did the you gym. go he up and say at, hi to him? Uh, yeah, he was at a casino, and uh, but he was one of the few people where I feel like he was nice enough where I could go up and be like, hey man, can I get a picture? He's yeah. so cool. I never want to bug yeah. people, right? Yeah. But then yeah. um, I was thinking about, and I don't. You guys would have to tell me. Like, is it different with porn? Like, is it different to come up to someone and be like, hey, like, I've off to you. Well, <laughs> I feel like that Jack. would probably, no, I feel like that would probably be more different, right? Yes. Because it's like, it's like I a different relationship. It way, but it might be. Than just like, it, because yeah. it's a very intimate it's, thing. It's and it's intimate. not like you'd be like, hey, I, I follow I mean, I'm you. I'm sure some men you. are super proud of that. And they'd love, like, I know my ex, whenever he saw a porn star that he knew at the movie theater or something, he'd be like, oh my God, yeah. this is the best day of my life. But how would you huh. feel but about that if, a, if like, a fan comes up to you be like, hey, I'm a big fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say hi. Can I get a picture? Like, how would how would that I come love, across to you? I love that because I yeah. feel like my fans are, I mean, they're just people. Right. And like, I like having sex with people. I like talking to people. That's like my whole, my whole life. I just love human connection so much. And my fans are, and I'm sure most people's are in this world. Like, they are a huge source of inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. They are a lot of them way crazier than I am. And they they teach me so much about sex and they teach me, they give me so many new ideas on things I want to try. So I'm super thankful to them and I yeah. feel like they're cool. And I would probably, I mean, most of them are young, even old guys, but I like men a lot. And I like <laughs> would probably love to sleep with a lot of them. So I, I feel, is I that a marketing ploy? Or is that no, like I'm, a, because no, I feel no, like that, that would be the smart thing to, to say. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it, it's definitely probably a smart thing to say, uh, but I actually mean it. Like I really, <laughs> I, I want to do something get when, when I get like 500,000 Twitter followers or like a million or something. I don't know if this is possible, but I feel like with enough effort put into it, it is. I want to do a, a tour of all 50 states and I want to have sex with a fan in ev- from every state. <laughs> I well, like listen, having sex what with if you're not attracted? People. What if you're not attracted good, to the well, guy? It's good marketing. I mean, right? I've, I mean, I'd probably pick a fan where I feel like, you know, we have a similar, similar interests, but I also, I mean, I, I don't just flooded. have sex with people because I'm attracted yeah. to how they look. Like I like, I more than anything, I mean, my ex was homeless. Like, I'm attracted to a personality type and an openness and I like showing people how to feel new things and I like challenging people and I like giving people appreciation and making them feel special through sex. So sure. it's really not about how they look or anything. Yeah. Like I just, that's my passion. <laughs> I, I think it's also coincidental. It's a good mark, marketing uh, tactic. It, you know, yeah. a lot of, of like one every state and every fans can be like, well, I'm in that state. So let oh, me, they, I already get that. I mean, they, yeah. they, anyone that knows me knows that I probably talk about having sex with fans like all the time. And they're always in my messages being like, Hey, this is my application. Like everybody's like, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm six, four, I've got seven inches and I really like stuff in the back door. So um, this is my official application. Like, please message me. I will does do it, things on does camera. Does it work? Uh, well, uh, if can you I say, open it that ever door, worked? like, if yeah. I, I've never had sex with a fan. Okay. And I don't plan to anytime soon because I have so many people I want to work with. It's just not something I'll do right now. But sure. 
in the future, 100%. Like if they're down to get tested and everything, that's like a great video. That's a great video, a regular guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've only, I've, yeah. I've only had um, sex with porn stars the last two months. Mm. Never in my life had I had sex with a porn star before. Um, especially my whole career it was just me and my yeah. normal boyfriend. Uh, so. Is it different with a with a like a professional versus like someone you're in a relationship with? It really more depends on the person. Yeah. There's people in porn who are super sexual people like me, and that has been some of the best sex of my entire life. And it's like tr they're the same type of person where they want to show you appreciation and love when they're with you, mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing when you find someone like that. And there's probably more people in porn like that, but there's also v so many people that do many jobs that are like that. And then um, there's people I filmed with who are not sexual people, but they're just in porn for money or for fame or whatever other reason. That's a great reason because it's a great, very profitable job, mm -hmm. but they're taught porn acting. And so then it's, it's, cr that was a crazy experience for me. I'd never had sex with somebody who was acting. If you can't do it for real and you're not in it for real and you're not a real sexual person, you're acting. Mm -hmm. Or if you're insecure and you're, you don't know how to, you don't know how to be yourself on camera, which is something I've always pushed myself to just look ugly, like just be my actual self, have real passionate sex on camera and then see, you know, then just post it. Sure. Because people don't like that's And that's why I have fans who love my product is because I am myself. Like I, I'm confident enough to put myself out there and not cut things out and have it be messy and have it be uh, not always look attractive in it. But I think sex is probably better when you look like a demon. I know that when people watch my videos, they feel like it's real sex. Is there anything you wouldn't do? Like what's off limits? You know, I actually don't have any boundaries. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't believe but that. But I don't, I don't have... A I, I don't, don't believe, I refuse to believe that. It's got to be I have, something. I have gotten strep five times from licking my own poop off of people. <laughs> I'm telling you, I have no boundaries. I was about to say, I was about all. to say, like, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you, were, you were wrong. <laughs> is that, but is that, is that, I, uh, is that on, <laughs> is that on OnlyFans? I mean, I don't want to see like, it's it just like marketing. Yeah. No, no, it used it to be, funny. but it's not even allowed on there. Anything like messy isn't allowed on there. That stuff has been. That stuff's off camera. Because I, I like yeah. new experiences. Like, why not? Like, we all have bodies. We all do it. Like, why not just see? If you can do it in a safe way where it doesn't give you meningitis and you get okay. die, then, like, why not? I just don't, I don't get awkward with that kind of stuff. I think oh. it's really interesting to see how someone reacts when you put them in that scenario. Got I find it. that to be very, the amount of knowledge you get from a person when you put the, them in these crazy scenarios. Like, you learn a lot about people. Right? Huh. Would you do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And what was he like? What yeah. what holds you back from, from not doing it? I have no interest. Yeah, it's just no like I, I have no interest in skydiving. So yeah. it's just like, I don't want to do it. So I'm you not going to do it. I don't yeah. really want to skydive. Right. So, you know, I have I have boundaries in other areas of my life. Got it. Got yeah. it. So how do you like Puerto Rico? <laughs> Love All Puerto right. Rico. No, Wait, I do. You, know you have to have yeah, something yeah. that you can actually yeah, post yeah. and yeah. not, you know. Get, I, I want to know, because you said that you get sent stuff from fans. Yeah. Like, what are some of the things that a fan would I, send you? Know, I haven't you? gotten sent anything in a while because I don't, don't have an Amazon wish list anymore. But a lot of girls in porn have Amazon wish lists where they can, fans can go on and send you something, send something to you anonymously and they can't see your address, you know? Mm. Have you ever done that? Do you, do you know that exists? So I, I so I set up an OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, okay. I remember. I did. About this. I what did. What do you post on there? <sighs> it's not good. Say uh, it. Say it. 
just I, I post my stock <laughs> pics up there. So it's like so your yeah. personal. If you want to see, or, right? If you want to see what I'm buying and selling, I post mm. it up there. No, I made Why the, is that so bad? the rookie cool. mistake because you, you know, I had you such high expectations. No, I, I had such high expectations. I mm-hmm. honestly thought it's like, oh, it'd be easy to grow this to ten thousand a month, mm-hmm. and I and I charged fifty dollars a month, mm-hmm. and uh, I got and I think, no one cares. I, I well, I got ten people who signed up, and then it was That's done. Amazing. But all of those 10 people pretty much just messaged me and they were just like, hey, I just want to get in contact. And, uh, you know, I don't really care about the topics, but yeah. uh, because I, I didn't follow anyone there or there, I had few, so yeah. few followers that I'd respond to everybody. Yeah. So there's like, oh, it's just an easy way to contact Kinda you. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then the basically, yeah. but then I, basically, then I took the price down. I think how much is it, 20 bucks? Or I have no idea. Like five people. But it's at a weird place where I wouldn't mind growing it, but. I, I don't know if I have the consistency quite yet to dedicate when, yeah, it, when and, I don't and, and have And the amount of money of that you don't, like, if you're not making crazy money right, already it's hard on it, you're to, like, uh, It's easy to forget, and that's where I've fallen I, into I don't think track. OnlyFans is that profitable for people that don't do sex-related things. The sex drive is so powerful. People will pay um, for things that their sex drive is driving them towards. So that's <laughs> and why it's I'm not stocks. Business. I it's really not the don't stock think market. the OnlyFans yeah. business model is going to work that well without porn. Like when OnlyFans wanted to ban porn, I mean, they realized they backtracked really fast. Yeah. It, Were you nervous just, at that time? Super nervous. But I know I have such loyal fans that, and I had so much savings at that point. Like that's what I always, I was very insecure about, like how you asked earlier about, you know, the algorithm changing or OnlyFans going down or TikTok going down. So that's why I saved very aggressively for a while so that I could have enough money for to live off of even for two years straight if I couldn't figure out how to make money for two years. But then I figured, okay, if I have two yeah, years, sure. I can figure out how to make money. I can go to a whole new site. There's an OnlyFans isn't the only site. There's millions of sites, thousands hmm. of sites, not millions, but got it. like it. Where are you investing? I have a financial advisor that was my mom's financial advisor during the divorce and I just send her and I so I got her when I was like long before I ever even made money mm-hmm. and I would just put a little bit of money from like you know my volunteering job at the because I made a little bit of money working at the homeless shelter and then I would put money into my retirement account with her because my mom was very after the divorce and my dad took everything she was mm-hmm. like you need to be in charge of your finances always so I've had her since then and um, she invests in like mutual funds for me and she invests in like some, I think I told her mostly long-term, like I, I plan stop, to not take that stuff out Doge for 10 coin. years. Okay. And so, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Floki. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she invests in like, I don't want to take that money out for at least 10 years, if not like ever, maybe, yeah. you know? Um, and so I put a lot of money in my tra- retirement accounts and then I think she invests in like mutual funds and some real estate and then s- a few higher risk. Oh, things. it's, it seems like mutual funds and REITs. That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how much she's charging you on that. Uh, do you by any chance have a statement know, or something? On, I do actually. Can I see it? Yeah. Okay. But I was, so I was figuring, I think that they take, she runs like a very women focused brand. Like she retired and then she restarted because she wants to do finances for women. Okay. Um, so my mom was telling me that from her account, because my mom is the same woman, it, on a million dollars, she paid her $5,000. Oh, that's, yeah, half so a percent. That? That's half a, half a percent. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So you could pay 10 times less than that by doing this yourself through Vanguard yeah. or for free. But I just feel but, like I don't, yeah. my time is so. 
Because she'd have to learn about it all. Yeah, that's, that's true. And also, I wanted that's to true, be in there yeah. so long term yeah. that like, I feel I feel like my mic is to that point, but right now my time is so limited that like every second it's I'm not making content yeah, yeah. that it's like just not worth I it know. for me. The, the price of me paying her is worth is worth it for me. Right. Because I just saver. can send her. Yeah the, yeah, the only downside is that it's not just a million, it's not just a million dollars. It'll be $5 million pretty soon. Then yeah. it's $25,000 a year that you're paying her. Mm-hmm. And then that's every single year. It's 25, 25, 25. Four years, it's 100 grand. Yeah. If that's that 100 grand over 30 years, then all of a sudden it's a million dollars. So what do you, so what do I do? Like, do I just start learning? It's so easy. For you, myself? for you, honestly, all you need to do is VT Sachs or VTI and that's, because it's a, because it's so it's just because t- it's so long term. Yes, that I it's already diversified. So something like VT mm-hmm. Sachs or uh, Fidelity. Little, Fidelity yeah. has something called Fizrox. F Z R O X. It's just a total stock market index. It's mm-hmm. free. You just buy that one fund and that's it. Hmm. Nothing. Just just that, and you could have it automatically buy. It'll pull money from your checking account. And be like every month, mm-hmm. fifty grand buys. That's cool. Uh, Fizrox or whatever. That's it, and that's free. So I don't think it's the 5000 per do, what million. What do you do it through? Like, I don't even, do you do it through a a certain website? Like, is it? Yeah. Like, Fidelity yeah. would be a, a website okay. or would be like, like how a, I have, like, app. with her, it's through Charles Schwab. Schwab is great. Or you could get your free stock down below in the description when you sign up for public <laughs> using the code <laughs> Graham. And you could follow me in there because I post my stock trades. And, and yeah. how much percent do you expect to make a year off of that? Uh, on average, it's going to be 6 to 8%. Because with her, like, last year I made... Thirteen percent. That's bad. Yeah, but last That's year, really bad. If you, if you put it in, an so index if you have oh it, my god, wasn't it like twenty so something? It was like thirty something percent. You underperformed. So I a should lot. be making. What? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She had. I, I want to see what she's investing in. But chances are, if she's in, if she's investing, should I show you? Should yeah. I pull it up? Let me see. Oh. All right. So it's in GWPDX American Funds Growth Portfolio. I've never heard of that before. Is, that could be her own fund. She's charging you a half a percent to invest in a fund. That charges you 0.38%. No, oh my God, you're, so you're roasting her yeah. right now. So you're, you're paying. Uh, it's a publicly traded. Basically, yes. You guys just give so me this for thing. free? Yeah, you're but just you're giving me this advice You could literally free? buy this for free without paying just her half a percent. Give away the half percent, yeah. It's, it's, but you, you don't can, even need this one. Like, the, the year-to-date return, 16%. This is, well, let's see what's in it. Because maybe she's putting you in a fund that, uh, yeah, in the last year, it's up 13%. And what's, like, the S&P up last year? Hold on. Now, this wow. might not be fair. So, we'll, just, we'll, we'll hold on. Let's see. Just so the S and P is up twenty three percent. I won't judge her. So, okay, I'm not gonna like. Go, no. I'm not gonna go well, off here's on it. her. Uh, no, I'll, I'll defend her. I'll defend her for a second. Okay, S and P is up twenty three percent. This fund is up thirteen percent, under thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. So you've you, you you've gotten half the returns of the overall market mm-hmm. in the last year on top of paying a fee. That's and bad. That's a bad thing. Okay. Now, here's the thing: she could be. Having you invest in this fund because it's going to be more stable. Yeah. You're not going to see the wild fluctuations up and down. And chances are, if you're unsure about your income, this is pretty safe. Mm-hmm. That's, but uh, honestly, a total stock market would be just as safe with a higher yield and uh, not a, uh, a 0.3% expense ratio. But she, to me, she has you investing as though you're 60 years old. You don't need to, yeah. Which, you know, I've worried about the two because she is like 65 yes. years old. She's investing as though you were one of her clients. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, maybe even just through Schwab, I'll contact people who work there that are younger 
and see what that I don't think. Is. I don't think you need you any. You think I can just yeah. do it myself? Yeah. I do. I don't well, blame. Now that I here's know a, here's you the deal. Guys. Just here's automatic the deal. deposit. Don't blame us if the market goes down. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, I would have only been down 20%, <laughs> but now you have 50%. Yeah. But would I still have been down if I was with her versus alone? Or well, like, the thing is there is, some the thing benefit is, to having her? You've missed out on probably 50 grand because she played it a little bit more safe uh, over the last few years. That's it. Okay. So I, honestly, in the big picture, it's not that big of a deal, and most people would would have just spent. But it you're anyway. saying as I put more and more money into this, if it were, I'll be losing maybe more and more money, right? Or yeah. like not gaining. For the long term, I think yeah. yeah, you're young enough where you could just do a total stock market index, get ninety percent of the value for free, and I can just can I like just put it in there and not look at it for yeah. right. years? And that, that's the point. Yeah, they're very. Yeah. I'm sure that they're somewhat. Yeah, it's better actually. That you don't look at it, yeah. Because if you look at it, you're like, "Ooh, I'm up today. Maybe I yeah, should see, sell." Yeah, I don't want to get in that at mindset it. at all. No, I honestly, put just, my money away somewhere where it's growing, and then just leave it. Yeah, if it were me, I do like 95 percent VT Sachs or okay. Fizz Rocks. Just okay. Fidelity. I've heard the first one you said. Yeah. I've not heard of the second yeah. one. Yeah, Fizz Rocks. It's just the same thing, but a free fund. That's okay. it. Just, just automatic deposit. And then all it, of like, I could put a million in that if I wanted to and just let it yeah. sit. Yeah. You could put many millions in that. That's all you need. That's really the only fund you would Good ever need. It's, it's all in one. Uh, Poor lady's going to lose then, her job. But, <laughs> but then, uh, and, th- and this, this would be the controversial part, to take 5% and split it between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Mm. Just 5%. Yeah, that way, if, it, if you lose all of it, it's 5%. You, you, you've yeah, paid her. I see what, yeah, exactly. Up. But you could play I, it riskier in case it works. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it's 5% yeah. or 3%. I see, because like small... I'm already paying that to her. So I could just put that that money I'm now Bitcoin Ethereum. Yeah. into them. Yeah, but it's small enough where you could lose it all. That's I did buy, thing. you know, I bought some crypto yesterday. What did you buy? Because I met this man oh, on that's the beach in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's yeah. why No, no, no he, he made me buy it low. Like he made, he was like, okay, he met me. Home. <laughs> Imagine if it's fluff coin. <laughs> oh my God. He made me buy V-Chain. <laughs> Okay. And the crypto.com coin. I'm not familiar with that. And yeah. a few others. But he's like a he all he does is crypto. There's a lot of crypto people in Oh, America. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So I met him on the beach, this random guy, and he's yeah. giving me crypto advice. And for some reason I just really like, you know, semi homeless, like kind of crazy people. <laughs> so I just felt he's like, Yo, the vibe. So I was like, you, you know what? I'll I'll invest five thousand uh-huh. in nah, the fine. things you tell me to when the market drops, like right now. And he was like, Get a ton of stuff. So yesterday he was like telling me what to buy. But it was nothing. It wasn't, it but, wasn't, the mar- but the market dropped this morning. Yeah, it was this morning. The market did I, this morning. That's why. I, that's I why I was joking. It this morning. I, said, you, I actually you, think I did. It? I thought it was yesterday. There you go. But, but I've been in Vegas. It couldn't have been yesterday because I got to Vegas yesterday. But I feel like I've been in Vegas for like four days straight. That time, Vegas screws your time up. I swear. Maybe it was this morning. Was I sitting on the bed this morning with my laptop? I was. So it was this morning. <laughs> Okay, well then you he yeah. did well. Yeah, he actually did really well. He that's all he does. He just, just smokes weed in his apartment on the beach in Puerto Rico and watches uh, crypto all day long, which is terrifying. But I told him, <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to touch this stuff like right away. But he was like, I'll just tell you what to do, and if you make money off this first five thousand, then you can start. Then we can start investing more money, and you can pay me percentages from it. Oh, that sounds uh, like a that's a sketch. Yeah, that's no, it is. It is. But I, 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 what if I just don't do that? Like, what if I just invest in these, make some money off it, and I'm like, cool. I would just stick Bitcoin, Ethereum. Okay, yeah. that's good to know. Because so you're yeah. so you're much more like stable choices. Yes. Yeah. So like I play risk, safe. but safe. Right. Right. 
from all the research I've done, it's basically Bitcoin, Ethereum make up the majority of the gains over the last like seven years. It's mm-hmm. pretty much all isolated to that. And then I forget what it was. You have, I think it was like a one in 50 chance if you're randomly investing of a coin gaining more than 10,000%. It was one in 50. But you had a 60% chance of like losing everything. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin, Ethereum consistently have done well. I put money into... Um, um, Dogecoin, like $500 for my little brother. He was like, please, I don't have anybody and I really want to put money in it. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'll put $500 in. And I think I made like $7,000 on it. Because that was like a year ago or something. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and then I just took it out and I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Jack has you beat. Jack invested $100. How much did you At, at its peak, it was 17000 But wow. I exited at like, I think it was like fourteen yeah, from $100. That's amazing. Yeah. He had $500 in, but he sold I mean, I said just goodbye to that 500 I was like, I'm doing this for my little brother yeah. so he can feel excited. And then I was like, wow, he's actually pretty smart. Yeah. Dogecoin was nuts. Yeah, it was. I feel like we should have your manager on. And yeah. get a different perspective on things. She's pretty cool. Uh, She's pretty cool. Alex, can, can you? Two chair? Can we or can we do two chairs, or is it is it going to be too weird with the camera? Um, it'll be a little odd, but we can she do- can sit on my lap. We decided it would be a great idea to bring on Stella's manager Sawyer, so we can get maybe a more in depth look on like how you can scale yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah yeah. First of all, how Go did you guys meet, and how did you know that you wanted to be a manager? So I am a writer. And I was working for like a subsection of Forbes and at the time, and then I wanted to, um, I got fired basically. And it was like really devastating because I had like just put faith into that career so hard. And it was like pretty much a corporate job and was like crying into my boyfriend's lap for like three weeks. And then finally picked myself up and was like, I want to go back to what I was doing before even making money, which is just posting articles on medium. And so I was, um, I interviewed some YouTubers and, um, just any celebrity I could get my hands on basically and putting out just intimate interviews. And they did really well. My first article was called how to train a boy. And it was talking about an experience I had with, um, a man I had, a situationship with sure. before I met my boyfriend. <clears throat> Anyways, um, how do you how do you train? Yeah, him? that's yeah, now we got to wait, wait, Well, the last you, line <clears throat> in the article is, "How do you train a boy? You let them off the leash. You, you don't, don't give you into don't their games. Yeah, you you, you, you basically. Yeah. Well, that in that does train them. You got to read the article. Uh, oh yeah, how do you identify? Uh, what a, a is boy? an f boy? What is that? Do you not know? Or are you saying that? Well, for the basically, no, I'm... It's, it's someone that uh, <clears throat> takes one. So two people are in a relationship. It's someone who takes one step back intentionally because they know that the person that is left standing their ground will probably not stand their ground and take two steps forward and make a fool out of themselves. Hmm. That's the way I define it in the article. It's sure. been a while. I have a very like loving relationship now. Um, but yeah, I have to reread it like to see my exact defini- definition of it. Um, but anyways, sure. I, uh, I I got fired and then it had been about a month. And then I wanted to like monetize my uh, articles because before I was just making like pennies on Medium. Uh, it's basically like the YouTube of journalism. It's like anyone can post mm-hmm. anything. and um, And so... I was like, 
I knew I was, I was going to create my own website where basically it was like a pay per article type of thing. But then I just wanted to do it on OnlyFans before like that website was being built. And so I didn't feel comfortable putting like a celebrity on OnlyFans in terms of like, I basically upload documents to like upload um, an article to OnlyFans and have it a pay-per-view. Like I didn't feel comfortable and I also didn't think that any celebrity would want to be on there probably. Sure. So the only solution that I felt was appropriate was to ask people that were already on OnlyFans and um, AKA like porn stars. Yeah, I, I literally just found Stella on TikTok. Like I just was scrolling through TikTok and uh, she just made me laugh talking about like having sex with her homeless boyfriend. I was like, what <laughs> is going on? But it was like a relentless laugh because I cringed at TikTok at the time. I hated it. I was just like kind of being on there and then I was like, this girl is amazing. I have to DM her. So I found her on Instagram. She had like 10,000 followers at the time thinking like probably wouldn't respond, but also um, like if she does respond, she's probably not doing that well on Insta on OnlyFans. She doesn't have that many followers, um, but I definitely want to talk to her no matter how much she was making. And um, the interview was incredible. We sold it on my OnlyFans and her OnlyFans. Like it just, it did so well and just got such a positive response. And, uh, and then I later released it for free on medium. And that was like my best read count sure. ever during the actual interview. She told me that she was starting to feel stress. She wanted to focus more on filming with a boyfriend that was like getting out of a psych unit now. And, um, and I was like, I am jobless right now. Like I'll help you. Mm hmm. And um, I feel like it's my calling. Like I, I really feel like I was meant to do this. So, what exactly does your job entail? Because you have no training. You've just no gone training. in. Do you? You just yeah. have. You think you just have an eye? Be like, this is what I think we should do. What sort of management does? Uh, so does this require? I uh, I help her plan every like piece of content that she puts out and give her advice on everything. Um, and I like will set up like I'll find people to collab with for her and um at the beginning here let me put this in. Yeah. At the beginning it started super I just I needed help with organization of my site. Like I was at a crossroads where I wanted to expand my business more and I didn't have enough hours in the day. I couldn't respond to every single person and make new content and organize all of the like almost a hundred videos that I had and she's like organization queen. Hmm. So, um, I told her I just wasn't maximizing certain areas of OnlyFans like I could be. And because of that reason, I wasn't getting as many resubscribers. And so I needed her, like while I was spent making TikToks to market myself and making my videos and uploading them, I needed someone to be there organizing all of the content and making menus out of it and, um, you know, incentivizing resale purchases and things like that. That's and so we just smart. trained yeah. each other together. Uh, like I literally taught her, like, I, I mean, we, I didn't even know how to train you. We just did, started doing everything it's together. like a school project that we just Yeah, did. it really feels like, and we're just, yeah, very it, profitable school project. It doesn't projects, even yeah. feel like she's a manager. It feels like you are a business partner with me and it's like two people working on a project together. And we're just two yeah. young girls. Like in the beginning too, it was a wild, yeah, wild west. It just west. feels like we 
are uh, like running a company together. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm half of Stella in a way. Yeah. I'm sure now, somewhat like Jack is to you. Yeah. Now I'm curious, how much income did you start making more or how much did your income go up mm. once you made this change? I made like, oh, I can turn this. You could turn it. I made, I was making like 60, I think I made 66,000 the month before no, I had 40, you. 40,000. No, I, I made 66,000 the month before I met you. Then then I had a low when I met you and I was like, oh God, I only made like 40,000 that <laughs> no, month. It was 40,000 um, like that month because we did the interview. No, it was because I, I made it before and then and then I had a low month and I was interviewing you. I was like, I hope I can afford her. Like I hope that it doesn't just keep going sure. down. But I was like, I did have a higher month before, like it'll be fine. And then I we, we hit 100,000 within two months probably. Yeah. Yeah, so. and then ever since then it's been going up like crazy. Yeah. How so much she's made? Yeah. So she's made yeah. so much money for me that like she's I've made more since I've had her with me. Yeah, and I feel like that's a thing. Like when you're when you feel your business stagnating, right? The one thing you do is like hire someone new to outsource right. the work you can't do anymore. Right. So what have you done in a like in a sense of uh, have you ever told her like this is a bad idea? Like don't do this. We should focus on this instead. I'm curious like what those strategies no. are. I don't have like um, yeah. authority over her. Maybe like some managers have over their clients, and I never want that to be our relationship where she has a ton of authority over me or vice yeah. versa. Um, the only concerns that I have for her are her safety. Like that's I'm like a worrying mother all the time, and uh, and I'm just kind of a paranoid person. Oh, and um, okay. so I'm just I'm just concerned about her safety and people you know, finding out where she is in the world. So I, I don't let her post like, um, like I'll, I'll have her delay posts sometimes and, um, you know, just share every detail when she's doing a collab with me. Cause I'm just concerned. It's interesting yeah. because I remember when I first started working like more so full time with Graham, mm -hmm. like the main thing that I was supposed to be doing was like editing second channel videos and, and kind of just like stu menial stuff here and there. Yeah. But I, f I feel like where Graham got the most value out of everything was just finally to have someone that's a part of the yeah. team. That's like, uh, like, you know, really in deep with yeah. like the entire business and someone to bounce ideas back and forth with. My sister know. said yeah. that that was your <clears throat> best move you've ever made is hiring Jack. Oh, there we and go. And I'm not just don't, saying that because you're muffs. <laughs> yeah. You're going to let this get to his head. Yeah. No, I really, I really think that like, it was very smart of you to like hire someone. You're super young, but like hire someone younger and, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's sweet of your sister to say that. Thanks. Very youthful. I agree with her. <laughs> no, not, yeah, yeah. not because of like optics or anything, just because you just have like a different, like you're from a different generation, even though you're a millennial, you're a Gen Z. Yeah. Like, it's just like inherently valuable to have someone like yeah. that on your team. I don't know. I remember how I was when I was like under 25, it just, I would do anything. It didn't, it didn't matter. And, and I, and I had all the time in the world. I wouldn't care if I was up until 2am every night. I just, I, it, that's what it you need does. to do. Yeah. yeah. But I found that like, not always, but the older you get, the less you kind of care sometimes or like the less time you want to put into it when you're young, you could do it. And you're so. just at a point where you are making so much money that you you don't mind spending to like get a new perspective or giving a percentage. Oh, I, I still I'm do. Well, don't let's not yeah, go. I heard I, that let's about not the 45% thing. I listened uh, to that. Oh, yeah. Let's not go that far. Well, no, we weren't making gosh. any money on the podcast then, so that's why the 45% Jack was. tries to get me so to spend money every day. like giving him such a big percent from the beginning? No, uh, I don't have any regrets. I mean, oh, because, because the podcast, it, it turned into something like I could have never imagined like a studio like this. So uh, does he get any 
like or any of your editors or anything um, get any kind of percentage on your main channel? No. Mm-hmm. So Alex now is editing my main channel videos. Okay. We're spending a lot of time. <laughs> hey, there he is. Yay. So he's just starting to learn that. Um, so right now I have Alex on a flat fee uh, per video on that. But part of that, it, the the main channel is different because I've spent five years doing it all myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I couldn't ever give away a percentage of that yeah. because a lot of that is a backlog of like five years worth of work. Uh, when Jack came in with this podcast, it was brand new. Like it made no money. So I could have given Jack 80% and it would be like $50. Like it wasn't yeah. But Alex is getting a much larger cut on the vlog channel. Oh, cool. So that's what we're posting every Thursday now on the Stiff Family. So subscribe. Stiff Family. On the Stiff Family. What do you think of the name? Guys, please subscribe. Um. Uh, it's the only place I make money and I need yeah. to eat. Please, please go subscribe. subscribe to the Stiff Family. Alex's dinner tonight is depending on you subscribing to the Stiff Family so we could actually do well on that channel. But <laughs> but uh, what do you think of the name Stiff Family? We, I, I thought like Graham Stephan... And then I was like, Stefamily. I think it's... Or is it is it too... A little cheesy. A little cheesy, okay. I think that so. the point of it was kind of to be cheesy. Like okay. in the beginning when we started the channel, <laughs> we were trying to be like like kind of cringy family vlog. Oh. You know, like oh. we jump up like, well, welcome back yeah, to this to family. family. And it's like, yeah. I don't, the, the, the <laughs> it's dynamic funny. between Graham and I is like, it's yeah. so far yeah. from that type of like channel that I think it makes it yeah, kind you of guys like are, satirical. Yeah, you do have like, no offense, but you do have like a little bit of like a dorky vibe to your um, brand, in Thank my you. opinion. Thank you. Uh, cool. All right. But <laughs> so, like, just like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's perfect. Like, if I don't know. Stella we, did something I, like yeah. that, I just... I personally <laughs> think dorky is good. Like, I think making fun of yourself, like, people take social media and, and everything too seriously, it doesn't sell as well. Like, yeah. It's supposed to be fun and be partly, like, comedy. Yeah. Part of me thought Graham Stephan vlogs and just like, just, Keep it simple like that. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it's, it's fabulous the family for is you. fun. I think that you should. I think you should embrace a fun side of yourself. There we go. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Now that I think about it, like it, it's perfect. It's, All right. Yeah. I think it's funny. All right. And you can't change yeah. a name. Like I hate when when people change the names of yeah. their YouTube channels. We changed the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did. What was it used it to be well, the Iced Coffee Hour with what with Graham Graham with, Stephan. But no. we did that for SEO. Yeah. It was the Iced Coffee Hour with. Was it the with yeah. Graham Stephan? Was it yeah, Jack it was and Graham, Graham, Graham and Jack? No, no, it was, it was uh, just... with Graham Stephan because we used Graham Stephan for SEO, so oh. my name would come out. No, it was uh, Jack and Graham Stephan, is what it was. Jack that was we. I remember because we we didn't include my last name because there's no <laughs> SEO for my name, but then we just included it, and then for Graham, we we're like with Jack and Graham Stephan, and people thought we were like brothers because they were like <laughs> yeah. we're both Stephans yeah. or something. So that was, and now it's just the Ice Coffee Hour because now it has like enough SEO for itself. Do you go by your last name or is it just Jack? Well, if someone asked me my last name, I'd right. Selby. Yeah. That's yeah. similar to me. I don't really go by my last name because I just am not your publicist on everything. And I just kind of just want to erase my name like from the internet. Why do you not want your name out? I just, I, I did when I was a writer, um, but I just like don't really like my last name either. But Can you, can you tell <laughs> it's us? It's Gilly. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, it's, that's not bad. Yeah. My sister embraces it. That's right. her like uh, handle, but... I just like I, I don't think it's bad yeah I don't want to like I'm not interested in like sharing who Sawyer Gilly is anymore and I barely did that but like it's in a high school neat name Sawyer Gilly mm-hmm. I mean it's just like that it flows and it's unique thank you um <laughs> I was yeah it is unique I, I just yeah. I mean I'm just not interested I think in like my youth I was interested in like um having my name out there and like getting famous or something I don't know like I just had like ideas about that but um 
I don't, I really just want like my company to be out there. Okay. And I don't want, I want people to remember not your publicist. Yeah. And like my ideas behind that besides myself, I mean. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I think I have a theory. Is Stella Barry your actual name? That's kind of what I figured. I would because it's wait, it's too it's too porn, perfect. Porn names you have to have a porn name. Like one because you can't like just you, you can be you basically the advice they give you going into it is that never tell someone, especially at a bank or when you're getting anything, what your actual oh, job is because there's yeah. so much discrimination. Yeah, and so you don't want your real name when people search your real name online for whatever reason. To, for the, all of your videos to pop up and everything. So it's like a, it's a safety aspect and just makes your life a lot easier. I won't be applying for loans or applying for anything. Yeah. Where they have to search my name and say some one, like people, porn stars have had their full bank accounts. Like, like they won't be able to invest or put their money in certain banks because um, they don't like the adult nature of their business. Yeah. Chase. Chase Bank was one of them. Really? Yeah. With uh, OnlyFans. Yeah. So. so. Uh, or is JP Morgan. It was one of them. So, um, you gotta have a porn name. How did you decide on that name? I was talking to a 44 year old director in Hollywood, um, that I had met at a sex party and I, he had always wanted me to go into porn, like in that kind of creepy, like predatory way. And I didn't want to go into it like at that time. Mm. But then when I did decide to go into it, um, I messaged him and was like, Hey, what should my name be? And... I, I, Stella was one of the baby names that was on like my baby name list. Cause I have a long list of baby names that I like and I just keep it around. I think a lot of girls do that. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't think yeah. men do that. You probably I have know. A list. You do? Wait, what? Really? Like the, the name I want to name my Yeah. Kids. Like you, you kind of like think of names you like. I make a whole list of like ones as I come across them and Stella was on there, but it wasn't so high that I'm like, I'm probably going to name my kid this. So I was yeah, like, okay, I like this name. Sure. And then he sent, he was like, okay, either Stella Berry and it was spelled like Barry B-E-R-R-Y. Why? Or Stella Zane. And I thought Zane sounded like Zany, which yeah, like, yeah, I didn't right, really no. like. And so then I was like, what about Barry? Like B-A-R-E-Y. Like bear. Yeah. And um, and then it just stuck. And I never as a kid could have imagined picking a different name or even picking a company name or a podcast name and knowing that I can't get tired of it. And I now love my name. Is there anything that... Uh uh, Stella's uh, like how how could Stella improve? How's that? When she does collabs, she needs to fly to a neutral location and people meet her there. Like that's really the okay. only like thing, why is th- why that just for Although safety. I and I and yeah, and that's what she's going to do now. Well, but t- no, tell them what I do now. Like I don't do that right now. Do what? Oh right, she flies like, yeah. people out to, to yeah, Puerto Rico. I, I I fly people like she wants me to be so much more protected from lawsuits. Because I literally fly yeah, people to my home. Lawsuits. Yeah, I fly people insurance? to my home. No, like I, you I gotta fly, find some. Sort I fly of business them insurance. to Puerto Rico, and I that the girls that do porn or guys, and I put them up in a hotel, and I film with them. And she doesn't. And and there's been multiple times that's worked super well, and there's multiple times that has not worked well. And so that's her. How has it not worked well? Like what? The porn world is a dark world, and I didn't know that because I was a TikTok OnlyFans yeah. girl. And um, I've flown out girls that their boyfriends beat them and I flew them and their boyfriend out and he beat her up and almost killed her. And she spent the first night she was there in the hospital and then with a concussion and he went on the run from the police and craziness. And then another one where, you know, the, the guys I just flew out, they both 
I was with Hannah, my cousin, yeah. and them, and we had four days with them, and both of the guys fell in love with me, basically, and, like, literally one of them confessed that he loved me, like, probably 30 mm -hmm. times, and that dynamic was absolutely terrible, and then Hannah felt, like, so gypped and, and unwanted, and then it was basically, like, a terrible terrible situation and then they're stuck on the island so it's like yeah it's not, i get that yeah, yeah. That, like stella is if you know her as a friend and a person and a, a, a business partner is that she wants to be close to everyone like mm. that's just the way that she does business the way that she films it's real it's not acting and um it was a bit of a shock i was there for her first collab with um a porn star that was acting like very and she was made it very clear beforehand like i'm gonna fake my orgasm um this is all fake like you know, and that's not, it was a little bit of a shock. Like it worked out really well and nothing, like it didn't, it sold well and everything, but um, that's just not the way that Stella has done it. So it's a, it's a striking a balance. And I think a, a great way to like protect herself from these, these trips that can get emotional and it's fair tied emotional is just meet in LA or meet in a random state, get yeah. a hotel room. And I would prefer LA cause that's where I live. But um you know, and just, just meet them for an hour and like, you can talk to them over FaceTime and create an sure. emotional relationship. Right. But I just, the, the vacation aspect, even when you go on a vacation with someone that you think is your friend, sometimes it can get like very weird vibes and like, you're like, Oh, I didn't know this about you. And that's just prone to happen when you're flying people out. And it's a vacation. The yeah. other thing that I know that she wants me to improve on and that also is like where her business is expanding with mine is that now she's starting like this is the first thing she's booked for me like I've always done it all myself in terms of like you know I, I haven't done that many I haven't done any podcasts or anything like that so that's something that we can do that you will now take business inquiries for me cool um and like work with other people and do collaborations and things like this that aren't just in the porn world and that I don't have enough time to do in the day. So diversifying my income, where my face is and my and the things I'm talking about and the sites I'm on um, are all things that you're going to help me expand on and that we need to expand on. Yeah, Stella, what about what could Sawyer do better? Yeah, I think we communicate so well and our personalities are so different like she's very organized and very like neurotic in a good I mean that in a good way um and we communicate like crazy like I just tell her everything That's that I think right. and she knows when I tell her anything that like I think she is amazing what she does and so she doesn't ever take it like personal she just you're she, she I wish I had her as my partner in college like on any group project because yeah. we work so well together and I do not meet people like that very often also the fact she makes a percentage of what I make means that she I've never met someone that works as hard as I do and she does like we both work 24 7 on Stella Berry and that just makes Stella Berry 100 times more capable of becoming a real brand yeah um, so, I mean, her work ethic is amazing. Her ideas but. are amazing whenever I, no, I, I really, yeah. I honestly can't right. think of anything because it feels not just like an assistant, but also like a friend and someone, like you said, like to bounce ideas off of. And I just, I don't expect a ton of you. Like I don't, you do everything that I need you to do and you work harder than I could have ever. I mean, she even apologized. You know what you could do better? You honestly could take more time off and not feel guilty about it. Oh, like, oh, oh my God. No, and I'm that, not even kidding. Like she apologizes like crazy yeah. when she's like sick or has like, you know, she had like a, 
a legal thing she was dealing with sure. and she had to take time off for it. And I was like, you know that like you make a percentage because I know that you work really hard and you can take that time. Like if she burns out, I will be left with a crater in my life and in my business. Like I need her because I don't, I know I won't burn out because I do take care of myself that way. Mm -hmm. And burnout is a huge thing that I'm trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. And with you, I also like, I want her to always communicate with me more than she probably does. And I want her to take care of herself because we're in this for the long haul together. Like I, and burnout is a real thing and you lose employees and you lose people who are super valuable to you because of that. Yeah. So how about this? What questions do you have for us? You could ask us questions, okay, whatever, sure. whatever you want. Well, I want to talk about your OnlyFans. Okay. Cool. I also want to talk a little bit um, about just advice, like for girls that maybe want to start OnlyFans or like have a manager. Manage, whatever you want to talk about company. first, go for it. Well, it just, it struck me because you were like asking, um, like what Stella can do better, but I have way more advice for girls that are doing the same thing as she's doing, Okay, which is when you get to a point, hopefully you started your OnlyFans because you wanted to, first of all, and not because a management company reached out to you and said, we can take you to the next level and make you $50,000 the first month, mm -hmm. which tons of, and the only reason I really found out about this um, type of job was because my sister worked for um, a huge agency, a huge OnlyFans agency. You need to find someone like me instead of going to a management company, or you need to sign with a management company who doesn't use a contract, doesn't use any contracts. You're not log locked in. You need to hire someone that like that you are willing to meet and talk to and like text every day. Um, before you go to a management company. The, the only thing a management company will do is maybe post you on their huge Instagram, but it's probably a lot of fake followers and you probably won't get on their Instagram the first yeah. time. And like what a management company does is literally girls take their nudes, take their content, upload it to a Google Drive, mm -hmm. and that's it. That's the whole control they have over their whole brand. Like they post everything for them. They make all the captions. They message all of their fans. And that's terrifying one. And so many of the girls have so much anxiety. A lot of them don't have confidence in themselves when this job is not like I could have done it and not even hired her. Like, yeah. I could have done it completely alone and made good money. I just recognized if there was two people, uh, I could make a lot more money. Sure. Um, but they, they have no control over their brand. And what also ends up happening is like you can tell that it's basically a bot. Like it's dirty talk learned off of a how to on and Google. It's, and it's, it's like, it's fake and it ruins your connection with your fans. Like they don't know who you are anymore. It's all bot like, and uh, it definitely and gives Stella girls anxiety learned, and no like, control over their brand or and, their career. And like, hmm. like Stella has, um, like she can, she can log mm -hmm. me out of the OnlyFans anytime she wants to. And that's the way I want it. And that's the way that, um, you should have your relationship with your manager or your mm -hmm. partner, whoever, like you should never be the, you should never be in a position as a creator where your management team can lock you out of your own OnlyFans, where their bank information is in their, your OnlyFans and they pay you out a paycheck. Yeah. Like that should never, ever be the case. And if you're in a situation like that, please get out and like try to find a friend or someone to be your assistant first. Do you genuinely like want to spend a little bit of time on OnlyFans or do you just, was it more of an experiment? It was an experiment. Um, it was really a proof of concept just to see if people are interested. It doesn't seem like there's enough demand to really justify it, at least for posting stock trades. Yeah. So I wanted to see what I would happen. So. 
if I got 100, 200 people signing up instantly, I'd be like, oh, wow, there's, there's potential here. Mm-hmm. But usually when I do a launch like this, if there's not immediate demand, I kind of know, okay, it's not usually something to put a lot of time into. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, first of all, like right after this podcast, make it $5 a month. Like 50 is way too high. Okay. Even if you're a major porn star, like mm-hmm. no one, not a lot of people are going to spend that. A lot of people on OnlyFans are like pretty broke. Um, so they don't want to spend any like higher amount of money. Also, I know you have like frugal fans that you yeah, said it's true, yeah. trained very right. well. Yeah. Um, so that can be like difficult. So you might just want to make a free page, honestly, as well. If you're, if you're if interested sure. in, in wanting yeah. to do this, but like, there's so many things that I would be interested in seeing because I was I am a fan of yours. Yeah. And it's like I would love to see like you. I know you have um amazing sponsors. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that to like ruin anything. But I would just like people love vulnerability and mm-hmm. I would love if you did like even like a drunk Q and A with your girlfriend. Oh no. <laughs> okay, not drunk. Yeah, there's no way. No, 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 no drinking. No, no, okay, no, no, okay. That's yeah, fine. I don't think I've I've ever had a drink on the channel. Okay. Or you maybe. wanted to before this podcast. I was nervous. I was yeah. nervous too. Yeah. I, was gonna I was gonna drink. Like I was gonna be too uptight, and I was like, "What if I? What if you mention something?" And I'm like, "I just freeze." Yeah. Like I, I don't know what to say. So I was like, "Maybe we could just take a shot before." I just it'll calm my nerves a little bit. But like, no, I, I, I think like I, don't I would, I, like I feel yeah. like I don't really know your girlfriend that much, and mm-hmm. I've seen every video that you've posted of her, so I would love to like have you guys just sit down and like film like a Q&A, like a playful Q&A, like an intimate, like it doesn't have to be sexual, it doesn't have to be anything, just like post like Q&A, like say personal Q&A, like send in your questions on Instagram okay. and then just like film a video and you can either sell that video like in the messages mm-hmm. or you can just post it uh, on your feed and that's included in the subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could post like behind the scenes of your podcast, like you can post yeah, like, so people, yeah. You know, maybe some cuss words. I don't know. I don't want anything to like ruin your brand. Whoa, whoa. I know. Drinking There's and no cuss algorithm. words. Jeez. Okay, I don't want to pressure yeah, you, but yeah. I'm just saying there's so many things that I would be interested Only in. OnlyFans doesn't sure. allow anything even remotely related to intoxication. So I have uh, the same sense, thing yeah. where I don't even want to do a drunk anything because right. one, I don't really drink. And I didn't know that actually. Yeah, like I'm, but they don't allow anything like that. So yeah. they couldn't do that. But Got you it. could, but the idea is there. A vulnerability, vulnerability, more. and it. people yeah. pay for that more than I mean. Yeah. But you could even Vlogs. do what you're doing, like how what you invest in, but just videos of you talking yeah, about videos. it, like where they feel close to you, because people will will feel yeah, close to you. So whether sure. it's a free and page it, that you entice them and then sell that full video, or like what you're really investing in in the messages, or you just do it, and it could literally just yeah. be a 10 second clip on your iPhone, Got like it. when you're like waking in your bed, like yeah. it, like it doesn't have to be this full production. Sure. I get that. It's better, um, better not. It's better not. Well, then I'm almost thinking, oh, I may as well just put it on the Sta family. I would just, I me. would like pick a, um, like pick a site, like, cause I'm sure the Sta family is still going to be like very family friendly and yeah. like very, um, like you're kind of, it's not like they're cap. Maybe it is like you're capturing you like, not like, hi, I'm Graham Stefan. Yeah. Um, but you can get even more intimate that in that way and in a very non-sexual like my ideas were you know not what you wanted to do but 
There's <laughs> cursing and drinking. Cursing and drinking. I, yeah, are my I big rarely ideas. drink, and and now in my life I've stopped cursing. That's not yeah. true, Graham. It's so, it really? is. Yeah, what? Yeah. You're no, just, you're that's just not. not he's you're just not saying that because he's type of guy. Like you've got to think I'm of something not, yeah. people would pay for behind a paywall. And like I said, like most people don't make any money if it's not sex related on OnlyFans. Because yeah, sex yeah, right. drive is so powerful. Like how much money though did you make off your articles? Oh, so yeah, I posted my articles. I mean, I I made like. When I was posting every day, I was making like five hundred to a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, there's there's so many things right. that you can Vulnerability. do. Vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's I mm-hmm. get that. Okay. Like yeah, and and just like you, I would love to see Graham Stephan like learning how to snowboard and like <laughs> playing okay. bowling. Like it was, it just be like a funny, very low effort thing, and no one can get mad at you for like this is five dollars. Right. You know, like, right. like fifty dollars. Or say it's that's like fair. home videos. That are filmed on an iPhone, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. not the things you film for YouTube, but just like, because everything I do is on iPhone, on OnlyFans. And that honestly, everything that's like that does immensely better than any professional photo shoot I've ever done. Like, people like to see me okay. when I just woke up brushing my teeth on my iPhone, like in grainy lighting. Sure. Um, so you could do, you know, you could do this is my like B roll of like my life on my own iPhone versus on And you can even things. do it with Jack and split the money. Yeah. Like, I know that, like, Maybe you don't want to do that, but like you can talk about. Jack, he might. Jack, he might can, just yeah. be not OnlyFans friendly. Like he I, might, yeah. you, you sound like if you don't curse yeah. and you don't even drink and I you. I don't. Yeah. But how often do I say the f word, Jack? How a often? lot. No, I don't. So maybe a you're. Lot. You have you made your life I spilled your, co- I spilled your coffee and You've we put it on the last the family vlog. I know, but that's the one time that Alex spilled my coffee. It was like, oh, and then the s word. I really resent like the idea that OnlyFans like is not brand friendly. I know that that may be true. Like my boyfriend is a an athlete and. Um, has a lot of sponsors and I always tr- was trying to convince him like let's just like do a Q&A like yeah. I can film you like doing stupid stuff around the house like it does not have to be inappropriate and I really resent that idea um, but I I am maybe just being like at my inner yeah. activist I it's, went yeah, <laughs> yeah it's probably it's probably better for me to to do this to family but I do agree with the vulnerability and trying something mm-hmm. new I agree with that. Yeah, so maybe that can just be shown through your vlogs. But like, I I noticed that you um, did like the Tinder thing on Jeanette McCurdy on a different channel. Like, that's the kind of thing that you can put on OnlyFans and sell. Um, you know. You know, I have a question. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's been a while since we did this, but you guys are a new level of people that we've had on this podcast. Um, for the clips exclusive, would you be open to checking out Jack's Tinder Wait. and giving oh. some feedback? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh God, if I you're would, comfortable I would with be it. So interested. Jack, you've got to so say So interested. Yes. Anyways, cool. Good. All right, I think we're good. Let me give you some of that coffee, and then Macy said she has cookies. Yeah. So you guys yeah. I love it here. Uh, yeah. If you I guys feel like I have a family. Yeah. Come back because usually we go out for dinner or something like that. But just given the situation, I'm not going out. But okay, if I'll you come, come back, back, come back. back. You can always do a follow up. That was so fun. Thank you.